Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In 1903, Freeland Oscar Stanley did what many people were prescribed to do when they were diagnosed with tuberculosis. He moved to an area with dry air and lots of sunlight. Mr. Stanley and his wife moved to Estes Park, Colorado, and in just a few years, his life-threatening case of TB was gone. They loved the air so much that they decided to stay and build a palatial hotel in the area. A hotel that was the inspiration for one you might know from pop culture. I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970? I don't believe they did. Well, uh, my predecessor in this job hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. And he came up here with his wife and two little girls, I think about eight and ten. And he had a good employment record, good references. And from what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, (laughs) killed his family with an axe. The Stanley Hotel was the inspiration for the Overlook Hotel in Stephen King's 1977 horror classic, The Shining. King stayed there for one night in the early 1970s when he had writer's block. Sound familiar? Struck by the hotel's isolation and general creepiness, he had an idea. While they didn't inspire horror novels or later horror movie classics, Arizona has its fair share of old tuberculosis sanitariums with particularly chilling tales of spirits and ghosts. Welcome to Valley 101, podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer your questions about Metro Phoenix and beyond. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and today I'm going to share the story of the tuberculosis sanitarium in Tempe and the otherworldly experiences that people have had there. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, Tuberculosis was ravaging the country. Commonly called consumption at the time, it was said to have killed one in seven people that had ever lived. This is according to a PBS documentary called The Forgotten Plague, which is all about tuberculosis. Doctors during this time would suggest patients move to sanitariums in dry and sunny parts of the country. The thought was that the rest and healthy climate could help change the course of the disease. So, it is no surprise that Arizona was a perfect place for TB patients. The hospital in Tempe was nestled in Papago Park, just off of what was a highway and is now Mill Avenue. It was on a hill, and also probably the idea was that it was kind of safely away from the rest of the community. This is Jared Smith. 
He is the curator of history at the Tempe History Museum. The Arizona State Tuberculosis Hospital was designed by architect Edward Morgan. It was a beautiful, extravagant white building. They actually referred to it as a mecca for health seekers. And it was, it was a play on words. It was because the, they would refer to it as Moorish, but it was Islamic architecture. It had little minarets on it. It was a very distinctively Middle Eastern building. It was white. It was very conspicuous. And it was constructed of adobe. The hospital held about 60 to 75 rooms and was funded by the Civil Works Administration, a federal job creation program that was established in response to the Great Depression. And in order to generate even more jobs, the hospital was not built by machine. Rather, it was built by hand. The beautiful building even had murals on the inside decorating the walls. It was grand, to say the least. This was also a time in Arizona history where the state was trying to convince people to move here. And of course, a lot of people who are ill move out here, which has, you know, a mixed issue. Certainly, many of the people that were ill were often well-to-do and would start businesses and do other kinds of things and have long lives, many of them. But it didn't come without its own challenges. But what happened was eventually the, the people that were sick who were moving here began to get people sick who were longtime healthy residents here. You even had a lot of, say, World War I veterans uh, who moved to Arizona, many of whom survived for many, many years. But because of the experience of being exposed to chemical warfare in the trenches during World War I, it had compromised their lungs, and many of them had tuberculosis. So you had a large population that had come this direction uh, and would, you know, either receive treatment from those hospitals or find other means to try to remain healthy. As Jared mentioned before, the reason the sanitarium was far away from the city at the time was to try and stop the spread of infection. There wasn't as much information then as there is now, of course, but TB spreads through the air from person to person. At this time, there was also a lot of stigma around these patients. I've talked to at least one lady who, her father was one of those World War I veterans who had TB, actually survived, I think, into the 1960s, at least as I recall, if not later. But this lady said when they moved to Tempe back in, in the 30s, I believe, that some of her friends' parents didn't want them playing with the girl whose father was sick. The hospital opened in 1934. The grand opening was well attended, as documented in photographs from the day that Jared showed me. Governor B.B. Moore, Arizona's fourth governor, spoke at the event. Before he was governor, he was also a physician. Ah, let's see. The photo was taken September 9th, 1934. It's clearly a sunny, warm day. Probably something we can all imagine <laughs> here as we're, we're shifting to October. I mean, it's a packed event and people are, um, they may be in, you know, their long sleeves, but everything that they're wearing is white or light colored or they have hats on. And it's a lot of dignitaries on the stage. The man he's referring to is Governor Moore. But we had a lot of big people within the state of Arizona who were at this and basically were there to 
bolster and probably were people who were instrumental in the building being built in the first place. Hello, Valley 101 listeners. Do you have questions about Phoenix or our state? Maybe you're new to the Valley and want a better understanding of why things are the way they are here. We want to hear from you. Submit your questions to valley101 at azcentral.com. And don't forget to download the AZ Central app and stay up to date on all the news in our state. Now back to the episode. In 1964, just 30 years after the grand opening, the Arizona legislator voted to fund a brand new tuberculosis hospital. This one was going to have over 100 more beds, including 40 that were designed specifically for children. When they built the new hospital and moved over 80 patients from the extravagant white building into the building that stands there now, they tore down the original hospital. The basement was covered up and became a parking lot. This is where the spooky legends may have started. The large basement is said to have held the hospital's specialized equipment. There could be remnants of the old hospital underneath that parking lot. The new TB sanitarium didn't last long, as the disease became less common, and the building had a new life as Arizona's first children's hospital by 1974. And, like in any good ghost story, we have to go back down into the basement. The basement of the second hospital is where the morgue was held. Cold. Desolate. Probably very spooky. In the 1980s, the children's hospital had phased out and Arizona State University purchased the whole building for just $1. It's been many things through ASU. An archaeological collections building, a nursing museum down in the basement, and now a community service building. And this is where the skin-crawling rumors really get good. In 2018, the building made the college paper's spookiest spots list. People have reported things flying off shelves untouched, doors closing on their own, and the most frightening of them all, sounds of children playing through the halls. This could all be explained, of course, by the building being almost 60 years old. It could be drafty. It could be naturally colder. Maybe there really are children running through the halls? I guess it depends on if you want to believe. But Rita Olson of Arizona Ghost Adventures, a paranormal investigations team based in the Valley, told me that this isn't the only sanitarium that has had hauntings. While her crew hasn't had the chance to visit the one in Tempe, they have gathered a lot of evidence of spiritual sightings at the Acadia Ranch TB Sanitarium in Oracle and the Desmont TB Sanitarium in Cave Creek. The popular travel channel Poltergeist Investigation Show Ghost Adventures 
just featured the Acadia Ranch Sanitarium in an episode earlier this month. So, if you ever are in the Old State Tuberculosis Hospital, maybe it is more than just your imagination running wild. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Valley 101. Do you have any fun ghost stories to share? Or think your place might be housing Beetlejuice in the attic? Send your questions to our podcast by visiting valley101.azcentral.com. If you're a fan of the show, please share it with a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Valley 101 and all other Arizona Republic podcasts on Twitter at AZC Podcasts. I'm producer Amanda Luberto, and listeners, stay tuned for next week. You might just hear more from AZ Ghost Adventures and a story that is sure to give you a fright. <laughs>